This is a podcast by the Business Times. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BT Mark to Market podcast. My name is Ben Paul, and I'm a senior correspondent at the Business Times. This series of podcasts, which is based on my weekly column in the Business Times, aims to provide analysis and insight on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. It has been almost exactly a year since stock markets around the world hit their lows in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. Since then, they've staged a very strong recovery, which has elicited a lot of excitement, but it has also quite naturally generated a great deal of nervousness among investors. In particular, there is a lot of concern that stocks that performed well during the pandemic, such as the big technology and healthcare-related names, will do less well as COVID-19 infection rates subside. On the other hand, there is also concern that economically sensitive stocks, which should do well as COVID-19 is brought under control, have already run up too much. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk about how to invest in an overvalued market in this podcast. Now, I'm not going to get into a discussion about the likely pace of the economic recovery in the months ahead or which stocks are overvalued or undervalued. Instead, I will talk about the practical aspects of managing your investments at a time when stock prices are elevated and increasingly volatile. Let me begin by making some basic observations about the local stock market. Since the end of October last year, amid optimism that the COVID-19 vaccines would soon enable a restart in economic activity, the Straits Times Index began rallying very strongly. Now, the STI had been something of a laggard up until that point compared to the S&P 500. But since the end of October, the STI has risen more than 28%, while the S&P 500 has climbed less than 20%. While the S&P 500 is heavily weighted towards big tech stocks like Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft, the STI is dominated by economically sensitive stocks like the three local banks, DBS, OCBC, and UOB. Remarkably, even over the last few weeks, as rising U.S. Treasury yields caused significant turbulence in the U.S. equity markets, the STI actually kept edging higher. Since the middle of February, the STI is up about 6%. The S&P 500 is down about 1%, while the Nasdaq Composite has lost more than 7%. The trouble is that some STI stocks that have done very well recently, on expectations of a restart in economic activity, are not likely to show any immediate turnaround in profitability. For instance, shares in Singapore Airlines have jumped nearly 57% since the end of October last year, yet the company is deep in the red. For the nine months to December 2020, SIA reported a 79% decline in revenue to just $2.7 billion. It reported a loss of $3.6 billion for the period versus earnings of $520 million for the same period the previous year. SIA also recently said that it has burned through some $8.2 billion of the $8.8 billion it raised through a controversial rights issue last year. Of course, SIA is very likely to see a big takeoff in earnings once international travel becomes possible again. But will the mere expectation of improved profitability in the quarters ahead be sufficient to keep SIA's stock aloft? Or will the next round of market volatility knock the stock back down? Of course, not every company in the Singapore market fell on hard times during the pandemic. A handful of them were big beneficiaries of the COVID-19 crisis. 
these include personal protection equipment supplier Medtex and rubber glove makers like Top Glove and Riverstone and UG Healthcare. But with the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, shares of these companies have come under tremendous pressure. For instance, Top Glove's Singapore traded shares, which rocketed in early 2020, have fallen nearly 40% since October last year. On the face of it, this decline makes sense. Analysts are expecting Top Glove to report blowout earnings of more than 10 billion ringgit for its current financial year to August 2021. But for FY 2022, its earnings are expected to fall to about 5 to 6 billion. And for FY 2023, its earnings are expected to fall again to about 3 billion ringgit. But keep in mind that even with these declines in earnings, Top Glove will still be substantially more profitable than it was in the pre-COVID-19 days. So analysts are divided about the level at which its shares should trade right now. Maybank has a target price of 4 ringgit 85 cent for its Kuala Lumpur traded shares. CGS CIMB is much more optimistic with a target price of 7 ringgit 80 cent. Tellingly, Top Glove itself cannot seem to figure out where its shares should trade right now. Between September the 9th, 2020 and February 22nd, 2021, the company spent more than 1.4 billion ringgit repurchasing 200 million shares from the market at an average price that topped 7 ringgit per share. Since then, the company has unveiled plans to raise nearly 7.8 billion ringgit in fresh equity by issuing new shares at the equivalent of just 5 ringgit and 20 cent in conjunction with a secondary listing in Hong Kong. Top Glove's Kuala Lumpur share price recently closed uh, at just 5 ringgit 32. If you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the BT Mark to Market podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. And now back to my analysis and insights on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. So what can investors do to protect themselves from the heightened volatility in the market? In my view, they should simply avoid fully investing their funds in stocks. Instead, they should commit to keeping a certain proportion of their portfolio in cash and rebalance their exposure to stocks and cash every few weeks or whenever the portion of the portfolio invested in stocks grows or shrinks too much. By keeping some powder dry, investors would be putting themselves in a position to invest more into stocks if ever the market took a tumble. Conversely, by periodically reducing their portfolio's overall exposure to stocks as the market rises, investors would be limiting the potential downside risk of their portfolio in the event of any turbulence in the market. Building a portfolio of stocks and other uncorrelated assets like bonds or cash and then regularly rebalancing the portfolio is said to enhance returns, reduce risk and shorten the amount of time it takes to recover from a bear market. However, this will not protect investors who buy the wrong stocks. For instance, a portfolio that's heavily weighted to cyclical stocks would probably perform poorly in the event of a surge in COVID-19 infections that triggers fresh lockdowns, even if that portfolio is actively rebalanced. Conversely, a portfolio of battered-down beneficiaries of COVID-19 might not perform well in the face of persistent news flow about the rollout of vaccination programs. So investors will still need to select stocks very carefully, ensuring that each of their holdings has robust long-term fundamentals and is attractively priced. And as they adjust their overall exposure to the stock market under the strategy I've just described, 
they should carefully consider which stocks are worth holding on to and which should be sold off. That's it for this episode of Mark to Market. You can follow my Mark to Market podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.